0: To Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute radio.
1: This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and this morning I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. Steve Hall's got his feet under the table oh, and he yeah. cannot get them out. <laughs> He's, He's gonna got gonna his
2: hush, I'm gonna there. I'm going to
1: make sure the cockerel stays on holiday forever. Oh God, what a threat. <laughs> Text <Take laughs> the show on 812.15 if you would. We'd love to hear from you. Mm. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can... Um, email us too. There's like a website thing for Absolute Radio.
2: We don't know the email, do we?
1: Yeah, it's got its own uh, page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. so we're off. I've um, I've only recently returned from. I'm going to say North of the Border. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a lot cooler up there. I don't mean just um, you know people were wearing um, espadrilles. I mean <laughs> that uh, it was temperature wise. Yeah i found it uh refreshing
2: you were in edinburgh
1: i was in edinburgh there was a festival i was too
2: with my own chat show yes mind. well
1: of course we met it was lovely it's, it's somewhat more exciting about people when you meet them outside of their usual environment yeah. i
2: totally agree i felt a free song with you
1: yeah i felt like we were on well, the on. You you you've been already <laughs> spotted we've had communication from the public who were excited uh, uh,
2: sorry steve bob is your chair creaking Oh, is it? It's sorry. like Jacob Marley oh, uh, right. be, it's Bob, it's I can't bear it It's his
1: spine I've noticing that Bob's getting in more and more With his slightly off mic presence mm, It's like, you know, it's not the Chris Evans show You're not going to be a character Carry on uh, Deborah has emailed the Cut show to the week, Steve doesn't turn on And we've got Bob with us this morning Bob, how's that uh, Spartan bathing going? <laughs> spartan would be a good name for a <laughs> yes. spa spa spartan it could be spa. carry on carry on spartan, yeah. spartan you've got everything there
2: <laughs> oh well, i'll take care of the tan you look after the spa what mm. else
1: do they do at those places what spartan. sparta <laughs>
2: when you say those places do you mean sparta <laughs> i mean
1: spas. oh okay spa treatments they have you could be called spartan treatment oh, as ooh. if you were getting spartan treatment Excellent. there yeah
2: oh lovely um, business you know. but
1: everything would have to be really basic yeah, what about very, very little. You know, furniture. red cloak with a lettering on it, and uh, a, a Greek helmet yeah. just pitched on the on the capital S at the beginning. I don't beginning. want a
2: Greek helmet when I'm getting my waxing done. Uh, That's not
1: what I've heard. That's not what I've heard. Emily. That was what you sent me on a postcard once from um, Cyprus. <laughs> anyway, carry on, De- Deborah, about the show to say I am writing to say how lovely it was to meet Frank and the divine Miss M, Greek helmet in hand. <laughs> at the OC's final show in Edinburgh this week. Well, let's not let's not assume it's his final show. Yeah. Went all right. Yeah. <laughs> she said uh, she's uh, compliment and this is praise but it's it's uh, quite uh, sweet praise. She says, uh, "Frank, uh, you were a gentleman." I don't mind that. That's all right. <laughs> it's, it's a hint of hi- irony, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's what she says. You. I were think fun. What, if you was to take the, the it, I presume, gentleman is like over the top of Tippex. <laughs> and if you rip the tipex off, it'll say underneath much older than I thought. Oh. <laughs> I don't think she means that at all. I think I know this. And you don't
2: get many fan le- letters saying that. <laughs> no, thing. I
1: don't say. I guess I'm saying you were a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't. <laughs> No, but that was
2: meant for Lauren Harris.
1: Yes, he was a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Was he? Was that's he a, ever really? That's a very specific cultural reference. No, like, a, uh, oh, because you met you met Lauren. I forget you did. Uh, in case you don't know, Lauren Harris is uh, is as a, a woman who's on. It um, was now a woman who's on um, Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, and I I met her when she was James Harris.
2: We should say mm. in a professional setting. In several professional. Yeah. Did settings. you meet
1: her twice with Wogan? Once when I, I think you can say him in past yeah. tense. Yeah, you met him as a him and her as a her. Yes, a- yes, but the her as a her <laughs> was um, at a, a Novotel in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> the rest, was, the rest was on television. Well, we had, you know, we had a lot of wounds to heal. <laughs> oh. I was thinking, if could my career get that bad that I'd go out with Lauren Harris for publicity purposes? You could that's start, this, start that's, with that's the <laughs> Start with Lauren Harris, then move on to Chelsea Manning. Yes. Mm. Or man in Chelsea, as is, is now known. Um, go on,
2: go on with that you know, email that was nice about last
1: night. stop building your part. And yeah. uh, <laughs> drinking out of Bob's cup. <laughs> uh, she says, Frank, you're a gentleman, funny as always, and as immaculate as Emily describes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I am a suit and tie. You look lovely. I going to dress up for the O.C., yeah. respect. And then she says, Emily, please take it as a compliment that I didn't recognise you until I heard your rich, regal tones. Oh. I assure you it's because Good you look even younger oh. and oh. more beautiful in the flesh <laughs> than your absolute profile photo. He said there's a little bit of praise in this. <laughs> She's worshipped at uh, Emily's altar. We're very happy with <laughs> Many that. Many have. She
2: wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't the only one this week. No,
1: <laughs> but I don't think we'll do that on air. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, I wanted to thank you firstly for letting me know about your ad gift with Stephen Moffat oh yes I did a, I did a well I'll talk about that later oh. I did a gig with Stephen Moffat who is the, the showrunner as they call him now I think they used to call him what executive producer or I don't know if yeah. it's an equivalent anyway he's basically Mr Doctor Who yeah. Mr Doctor Who, that's a quite an. Hello, I'm Mr Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you've got too many titles. I suggest you lose one. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's the brainsman. I did a show with him. But this was at the OCD. We're going to have to, you've took so long to read this out, we're going to have to have a musical interlude. We're not
2: even finished either.
1: No, anyway, I, I yes, I'm I'm keen to to hear the punchline of this. Uh, there
2: better be one, Steve.
1: Yes, I'll tell you what, Steve, you've got about three minutes thirty to come up with one. If there isn't, she'll get writing.
0: Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank
1: Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, hello. <laughs> Steve, you were um, mid-email. Uh, nice. mid-epic mm. saga of an email from Deborah. No, uh, I'm Doug I'm getting... and re-Doug and Doug and re-Doug and Doug, Doug and re Do you know it? I do know that. Oh, oh dear Deborah. Deborah. I'll do that in the background while you read the email.
2: <laughs> oh, please don't. I'll
1: go, I'll go back a bit. Uh, Oh Deborah continues uh, Now in the light of uh, Stephen Moffat's revelation that Peter Capaldi's campaign to be Doctor Who started when he was a youngster seeking reign of the official fan club. When does Operation Doctor Buzz, King of the Fan Club begin? Surely you can't be turned down for a role on the show, even as a lunar rock with the power of nepotism on your side. Also, before I sign off, my sincerest apologies to Emily for not getting a photograph of her lovely self. I hope it was taken as an honest oversight by an overexcited Skinner fan. Well, it's funny you should mention that because mm. yes, yeah, she did have a, a kind of yeah. a, my photo with you, Frank, and, and didn't do yeah. poor M, And I thought that's awful. I hope that never <laughs> happens to him again. And then the OC did exactly the same thing.
2: <laughs> he did. Thanks, OC. <laughs> the
1: Excellent. OC. Can I just get a, a shot of you, Frank? We had. A I think
2: the OC <laughs> made me take the picture, uh, which is even more humiliating. To be fair to the OC,
1: we should establish top. Floor. We actually really enjoyed the show, and it he was, was funny, and it was a proper stand-up show, and he did. Proper stand up. Mm. So well done well. to him because I interviewed him uh, or, or interviewed me, or we interviewed each other a couple of years ago and I made him vow that he'd have another crack at stand up. Oh, brilliant. Really you know, the story always tells is that he, he was in um, the So You Think You're Funny quarterfinals or something oh, many yeah. years ago and Stuart Lee and me turned up and uh, he said, we, I could see you in the crowd and you never laughed um, mm. once. During the entire show.
2: That sounds unlike yeah. someone out with I Lee. said it. He's a riot.
1: And I said, um, well, we, we would have, but it, it seemed inappropriate. And also, we didn't want to draw attention. No one else was laughing. But that was—we
2: would have, but we were in character. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was. I'm never in character. No, I have no characters to be in. But um, it was not true this time. So, uh, so anyway, well done, the OC. We did uh,
2: well. We went back afterwards, Frank, didn't we? Oh, we went back. (laughs) Well, we went to go back. You missed this incident, Frank, because there was a man—a sort of bouncer figure. I say bouncer, more Edinburgh bouncer. Purple sort of t-shirt, you know. A youth, callow youth.
1: A Ouija on an Speaking a night of out. youth, before we no, get to this bit, I, the OC's crowd, who I thought would be obviously 38 year old men in Tour T shirts and Dunlop green flashes. Hello, <laughs> hello out there. Um, <laughs> we're, were quite a young, those people with coloured hair in the front row. You know, like, like, like the OC had become some sort of rocky horror character. I should say, because you know, the OC's Christian O'Connell, who does the breakfast show. No, not everyone does.
2: Well, I, I don't want anything to do with them if they don't know that. Well, let's not...
1: Um... He's kind of... Because it, now that the show, The O.C., is sort of fading into memory... Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be it'll start to Unless think. there's someone actively confused and thinking, why is a California-based teen drama doing an Edinburgh show?
2: <laughs> Frank, yeah. let me tell you what happened with this man. Do it. You missed this because you were talking to Deborah, the fan. And uh, I said, oh, uh, we just want to go and see Christian. And he went, does he know you? Oh, <laughs> Well, that didn't go down very well with no. me. I'm afraid I sheltered under your cloak of celebrity. I played my trump card. I said, he knows Frank. Oh, that's terrible of me, Frank.
1: And then he said, Frank who? <laughs> <laughs> terrible moment.
2: Now, then the OC did come down the stairs. No, it's very exciting. He said hello to me first. He went, hey, you came. And I said, look who else came And then Frank loomed out a bit film noir oh. out <laughs> yeah. of the shadows a trill. Trilby. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very third man. And then he went, hello, OC. I yeah. lost the drama. It was, it was lovely. It was a
1: lovely... So yeah. Someone said in the queue, oh, isn't it nice that you've come to cheer on your absolute radio colleague? And it did feel a bit like that. It was lovely. Mm. I also pointed out to him... Um, um, "What?" I, I, I'm not going to say this because I'm going to hold it back because the adverts are pending. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know what I pointed out to the OC But it was bleeding and it, was, it needed to be told You're listening to the Frank
0: Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps And in London and the South East on 105.8 FM Salute,
1: I'll tell you what did happen to me. As I just got off the, the train in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and I was walking um, f- up the ramp from Waverley Station to uh, to the street level, and uh, a man stopped me, uh, a Northern Irish man actually, and said, "Ah, uh, oh, my my wife thinks you're brilliant. Can I have my photo took with you?" Mm-hmm. So I I I had the photo I took. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, she she thinks, you're, she thinks you're really funny. I have to say, I think you're sort of quite funny. I have to be honest with you.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> and I thought, well, first, you don't have to be honest with me. Don't say no. any obligation. No, 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 no. Never be no. honest. And also, uh, why why do I want some sort of... I don't want to grade. No. I'll just take funny as a pass. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to break down of my, <laughs> uh, of my <laughs> scores. Yeah. And it really... And I felt, oh, his wife thinks I'm really funny and he thinks I'm just quite funny. I, clearly his wife's much more intelligent than him. He's <laughs> trapped he's trapped with some fool. Well it means his wife fancies you. That's what I take from that. He's threatened by you. What do you by mean her? by that? Get out. <laughs> no, it's he, like he, educating Rita, she's she's got <laughs> sort of completely it? Yeah. You know, she's got this husband and she's outgrown him and he's She's he's, found uh,
2: I tell you what, she found a better song to sing. She
1: has and um <laughs> uh, yes, it was uh, She's uh,
2: stuck with this idiot. I think I, she said, uh, says that on a T shirt. I, like I,
1: f- I felt like saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, let, let me get in touch with your wife. There's people up and put her in contact with it. And, you know, she can go into higher education and, and turn her back on. <laughs> but I didn't. You, I didn't should say, you should have said to him, well, your wife sounds very intelligent. You sound, you know, quite intelligent. <laughs> well, up, I, it? Yeah, but I, I mean, who needs, who needs a score from people? <laughs> anyway. Um, but you had a
2: nice time, Frank. Yeah. I, Guess I, what? I, can oh. I just say I went to Frank's hotel. That sounds a bit funny. No, it, it
1: sounds th- a bit. Why? Yeah, why? yeah. <laughs>
2: it
1: was a four it years a of tension board. finally. Burst. Do you like what
2: I did, though, Frank? <laughs> I ensured that we ate at the hotel, and then when the bill comes, Frank has to say, "Oh, oh, I'll get this. I'll put it on my." I own. did
1: exactly the same thing to John Bishop two days yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, you're here, so you've you've sort of almost already paid. You've <laughs> only got to write a p- yeah sign a thing.
2: It was good anyway.
1: Yeah, so, um, I, uh Yeah, What's I, I, um... Went to a party. I went to, uh, I'd been there for two and a half days, in, during which time, apart from the O.C., I'd seen uh, an exhibition at the library about the life of Dr Livingstone <laughs> and a one-woman play about Dame Margaret Rutherford. I haven't seen any, uh, yeah. Excellent. Any other... St- I have to say the Dame Margaret Rutherford was very, very fine. Anyway, uh and, and then uh, and then I did a show with Stephen Moffat, who is um,
2: oh the showrunner, showrunner
1: of Doctor Who, and writes a lot of stuff. And it was, it was this one; it was hosted by Fred McCauley That's the one, yeah. You know, he knows all the comics.
2: He gets the Who alerts Steve. as well. Yeah. He
1: who does?
2: I think that's Stephen.
1: Oh, does. you get Who alerts as well. <laughs> I, do, I do get Who alerts. Very excellent. Yeah. I'm, um, see, I'm seeing the uh, they're doing the BFI one later today. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm afraid. Did you know
2: that about Steve Frank?
1: I'm afraid I'm going to the Samuel Beckett Festival. Can we get on with the show? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I think I slightly upset Stephen Moffat. He got a bit. um, What happened? We had a bit of an argument about a couple of things. I'm I'm very Mm -hmm. anti the Doctor flirting with um, his companions.
2: Yeah.
1: And I said I hope that now there was an older Doctor that would stop.
2: Did you? And what did he uh, say?
1: He said, "Well, oh yeah, like older men don't flirt with younger women." And I thought, oh, well, is that the, an accusation yeah, or a yeah, confession? Yeah. That sounds like the, the moth is bringing some issues. <laughs> Did he start running his inter-alert? fingers through his head? Well, obviously, I, I don't... I don't <laughs> still stuck there. I don't want to upset the moth, yeah. for God's sake. But no. also, we had a falling out about the sonic screwdriver. So it's all got a bit tense. Hey. Just, if only I kept my stupid opinions to myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, I see it used to be... My point was, in, when it was first used by Patrick Troughton, it was a power tool. And now it's a magic wand. It's, it's become the deus ex machina. I mean, it's... it's what did perfect. he
2: say to that?
1: He said he was going to write uh, an episode in which it um, saved the universe or something just to wind me up. <laughs> <laughs> and then flirted with a young lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're never
2: going to be in it now.
1: I know. I've burnt my boats.
2: Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio.
1: Now, Frank... I, I, I wanted to get something off my well, chest. Dad. It was a bit like the <laughs> opening of t- Indoor League with Fred Truman. <laughs> Nothing. M- was now that then? All city? <laughs> right. Yeah, our yeah, city. Like. Uh, well, first of all, I'm so delighted. There had an American darts player called Conrad Daniels. I remember one of the intros was, Will Conrad Daniels yank himself back into the lead? <laughs> Claire I, 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 not only a, a bit, sort of bit of racism, <laughs> but a racist pun. <laughs> I think you can do it with Americans. They're still a target. Absolutely. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to yank myself back into relevance. Okay, oh, uh, this God. point. We're, we're, first of all, we've had some texts. Well, that was a warning I've I said to him. <laughs> if you're not careful, you'll, you'll yank yourself back into relevance. Uh, so we've had, we had a text from 672 uh, who has said, uh, Goodness, I hadn't seen Bob, who we've been referring to with his creaky, his creaky chair. I hadn't seen Bob on the webcam until now. I would happily get up to all manner of grot. Oh. So there is that's praise of sorts for young Bob. It is, yes. Uh, hmm. But then they followed their text up by saying, whereas Steve Hall sounds a lot more attractive than I'm seeing on the webcam, but that's okay. Yeah, that's perfect Aww. for radio. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a long tradition <laughs> of, uh, of uh, disappointingly I'm a, I'm a, visual presenters. Yeah, I'm at ease with, <laughs> with my own face. It's, uh, it's Yeah, uh, I haven't quite got used to it yet. I'm in your Hi. face. Yeah. No, I'm joking. It's a difficult face to love. Man. I think it's a face really, only a mother can to tolerate. I
2: think you've got a very pleasant little face. Uh,
1: yes. Really? You, you Generates warmth. Yeah. Actually, would you like come down spa- Spartan Spartan with me? No. No. Spartan Treatment. Spartan Treatment. I don't know why I said Spartan <laughs> Spartan. <laughs> There'll be no Spartan
2: Treatments on date one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. fair enough. <laughs> You're anyway. in for the long haul, mm. which was Good. my nickname for a while. Oh! Uh,
2: mm-hmm. um, Oh, that was when he went on those lads' holidays. I Frank, used to Pilaraki. work with a guy.
1: If you said anything a little bit rude or daring, his laugh would start as if he, he wasn't sure if he should. And he'd go... <laughs> 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 I think... Um, uh, is, have you any more to so add I, to that? I, I wanted to introduce the new subject, but I realised I I've got sidetracked by the email slamming, by the case, slamming uh, me uh, and praising God. Really? This, this show is a sidetrack. <laughs> Remember oh, yeah. that. Now, Frank, we need to quote, to use Emily's phrase, we need to talk about Maria Sharapova. Do you mean Maria Sugarpova? Yes,
2: I I, I know Frank loves this story because he talks of little else in Edinburgh. (laughs) I I,
1: I feel I might have been taken... In in case you don't know the story, Maria Sharapova, the sort of um, leggy, blonde um, tennis superstar, has launched a a brand of sweets, Mm. of all the things for a sports person. (laughs) And I thought, well, they're going to be... Obviously, they're going to be super healthy sweets, is the thing, but the fact they're called Sugarpova... Mm. Yeah, uh, unless Pover is um, Russian <laughs> for non, he's uh, is, 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 is not great, is it?
2: She's made 15 million out of them. She's
1: put sugar in the title. It's like if you, had, if you bought some Sultan Federer crisp. <laughs> yes. That's, it's not even a pun. It's so bad. That it doesn't even work as wordplay. It's like it's like the first product that they were offering her. So if someone had offered to make her garden furniture, her surname would now be Maria Shedpover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work really work. But we've all we're all talking about it. Yeah. And well, my, do you think I bet Maury Mints were on the phone immediately? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, John John McEnroe used to just be John Enroe, and then the Burger people got involved. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I they,
2: noticed... Well, no, but she's not doing it now, is she? Because...
1: Was she ever going to do it? Haven't, do we think, been, haven't we fallen for her trap? Are you
2: suggesting we've been had?
1: Because the idea, in case you don't know, was that she was going to change her name by deed poll just for the duration of the uh, American Open. US
2: Open, yeah.
1: And... Um, I like that
2: you call it the American Open.
1: Yeah, thank you. And... Uh, <laughs> oh, I just had a flashback.
2: And, uh, <laughs> oh! And not the Hilton Intercontinental. No,
1: no. Uh, um, now she was from the home counties, she, um, and uh, she was going to change her name to actually to Maria Sugarpova, and and apparently that she said there'd be pa- passport problems. I realised now she was never going to change yeah, her name. Yeah, but, yeah you're uh, right. But man. Of course, we all started saying, oh, "Have you heard that story about?"
2: I didn't like passport complications. Yeah. So it sounded a bit Carlos the Jackal.
1: It's, yeah, it's suspicious. But, yeah, I'm sure talked to Carlos. <laughs> it's that thing, you know. When Sorry, my <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Steve My, my obsession with Carlos the Jackal. Do you know Carlos the I Jackal, indeed, the yes. international assassin Who of yesteryear? Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he, there's, there's, there was one photo of him in like Elvis Shane. Yeah, the, it's it? the cover of the old Black Grape album. That's right. Yeah. but on it, he's got one collar, to- one <laughs> collar tucked in, and the other one out. And I bet you, on many occasions, Carlos. I've seen that in the papers and thought, why didn't someone tell me about my There's <laughs> <laughs> one picture of me. There's no another picture of him, actually, with a beard. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only other car I've seen. they caught him. Um, I And noticed... the beard, he's grown, he's grown to sort of below collar length, <laughs> thinking I'll never make that mistake again. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes.
2: I noticed her agent, he's called Max Eisenbud. He, he sounds a nice man. Yeah. He sounds a bit like he subscribes to Chagar. Cigar aficionado, I think You said that uh, Maria has pushed her team to do fun Out of the box type things
1: mm, She doesn't yeah. t- seem that sort of well, person it's, the sort yeah. of the, it's such an arrogant thing to do That it, it, fiz- it, it feels like it would be natural justice If she developed diabetes <laughs> that, that would be the Well, that's a lovely, lovely <laughs> th- thing you've said I think it brings me back to something I often mention on this show That you know there was a lot of good stuff about Soviet Russia and oh, that would, of go. course, they wouldn't have done it. We wouldn't have got Russians doing capitalist things like that. You know, they were too busy doing parades and um, holding big bunches of flowers. <laughs> so um She'd be Maria <laughs> Military Hardware Pover. Yeah, exactly. And, and she'd be, you know, she'd have her own brand of um, missile. <laughs>
0: this is Frank Skinner.
1: We were talking okay. about uh, Maria... It sh- uh, sugar sugar st- still upsets me, because the thing about her was that before this story, all I knew about her was that she played tennis. Mm. And, mm. And, and, and when she won Wimbledon in like, 2004, when she was young, it was a really exciting and thing. And she's a big grunter. I, I didn't know that about <laughs> yes, her, but is, uh, yeah. I don't move in the same circles you do. <laughs> no, well. Mm. And, uh, and so when you find out a fact about someone that's ever. a bit depressing, yes. it's, it, I had the same emotion. It's like when I found out that like, Beck is a Scientologist... It's the same emotion oh, as discovering that. someone is a Scientologist. I didn't know Beck was a Scientologist. When I found out
2: Tom Selleck was a Republican, same thing.
1: Yeah. And it's that moment of, oh, that's a shame.
2: NRA as well. Yeah. Awful.
1: When I found out Louis Spence was a homosexual, <laughs> <laughs> is he? He's not Yeah He's not is he But the period before that Which I think was 0. 0.4 of a second Before <laughs> I worked it out <laughs> I thought you know He's the man I've been Looking for For my rugby uh, Prop My prop forward Is there such a thing As a prop forward I don't know anything about there rugby. Is, there he's is there, Thank God for that I love that know that There's tight head and loose head I don't know which
2: the Spence would have been. Oh, God. Now, she's Um, pulled out of the US Open, though, hasn't she?
1: Oh, she? I didn't know that. Well,
2: I'll tell you what she cited. She cited right shoulder burstitis. But how made up does that sound? Something <laughs> Boz would say. That's what it, Right shoulder burst burstitis. Yeah,
1: it's like yeah. balloon burstitis. <laughs> yeah. Except she's going to try and have it renamed sugar poveritis. Yeah. Well, it used to be a thing didn't it, at school. You just said a word and put itis on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember my dad used to talk about people <laughs> having idle itis. <laughs> um... Well, we
2: have mentioned itis when you fancy someone and then they keep coming up. Oh, the yeah. They keep cropping
1: them up. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Keep cropping
2: them um, but she's not the only one because Tiger Woods has pulled out as well. Of, um, oh,
1: you should see Frank's face now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> uh, uh,
2: a, a tournament. It's in New Jersey, but guess why he? Guess why he decided not to be in it? Because he said his hotel bed was too soft. Oh, uh,
1: yes, I read this. I had a certain sympathy mm. because I don't like a I don't like a super soft bed. No, I don't
2: know. I, I don't.
1: I'd be happier on the floor than a super soft. So, I,
2: I tell you what. What's your my ideal consistency? Is Poets' Corner, Westminster Abbey. Oh
1: wow, that's Wouldn't very you love that's that? hard. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> that's what I ask for in hotels. If they can't do it, I leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, but you think he'd know all that stuff in advance? I I I was staying up in uh, in Edinburgh, and uh, I, it was one of these places. I've moaned about this before on here, mm. where the duvet is so thin. Oh yeah, it's. It's toggage doesn't even register on the toggage. It's like tracing paper. sob toggage. Oh. Exactly. I could have liked... You know when people say, and I used to get in bed with the torch and read under my duvet? I got in bed and read through my duvet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waking up cold. You don't want to be waking up cold. It's the worst thing. Um, I've just thought of seven worst things. Let's, let's okay. move on. <laughs> Uh, This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall in Mm -hmm. residence. Hall in the house. Hall, hall in residence. <laughs> you see, like halls of residence. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you can text us on 812.15. I don't think anyone has today. I, I don't feel we've no. been as interactive as we should be. We really have We haven't. should come up with a sort of a... I've sure shot
2: enough shout-outs.
1: Remember when Daisy used to say, you should say things like, where is, are you listening to this anywhere unusual or anything? <laughs> anything interesting about where you are when you're listening? Maybe we should do one of those. Generic yeah. phone-ins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a question I wanted to ask. Uh, oh, you haven't finished my details. He's got his I, details. You, I do apologise. I've jumped the You hold your gun.
2: horses with your question, too eager. You hold your horses what?
1: Follow the show on Twitter, Frank on the radio, and you can um, email us through the Absolute Radio website. And relax. <laughs> mm. I, I wanted to ask uh, you good selves and, and the wider public. I've already oh, said your good selves. <laughs> <laughs> it's the office. It's the office comedian. It's coming. <laughs> Oh dear, if you're going to say that, you have to wear a Homer Simpson necktie. <laughs> Crikey. A few
2: of those in the
1: papers. Yes, you? and uh, your good selves. I'll see you at lunch. Okay, just a to sales. Just FYI, I've just been doing or some blue sky thinking. Jackson. <laughs> yes,
2: awkward. Oh, <laughs> well, Steve, a, he's not three bad. That was a
1: bit lol random. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love lol random. Oh, so did I. <laughs> what, a, what a left-back he was. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Uh, I, I had a, an experience this week with my brother uh, that uh, left me wanted to see my favourite ever film. Mm-hmm. It's a film that's not very often screened. don't tell us. Let's guess. Let's oh, should we guess? Shall we have that as the text here? <laughs> What's
2: Steve's favourite film?
1: I, I, I don't know, What do you think it will be? Ballpark.
2: Well, I'm thinking what he might go is a bit childhood, sort of sentimental. It might be something like Goonies.
1: Oh, OK. I think he'll, it'll be something, uh, like Woody, Woody Allen. Uh, Woody Allen
2: you're so right, but, Frank.
1: Pr- but you know, Steve, because he doesn't want to go number one on the nail, it won't be Annie Hall. It'll be Manhattan. <laughs>
2: Frank, <laughs> I think you've nailed it.
1: Okay, we, that's what you're we, what, in the ballpark. You've got you've got the right thing. It's basically my favorite film. Predictably, I'm fairly smug uh, and quite, uh, and fairly <laughs> uh, like overly obscure things. Okay I, And I think I'm cleverer than I actually am. Will we have heard of this? No, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's, well, I didn't okay. I didn't want to do that before you guessed. Okay I mean there's t- it's sort of two It's equal It's Empire Strikes Back Which is a less obscure film I've heard of that
2: No but that's uh, what he says To his friends in the pub When he's trying to okay. impress them uh,
1: There's an Australian film Oh called, uh, And the, fir- it, the first time I ever heard of this well, film Well was a good guess Because it's sort of Empire State Building Strikes Back <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a film I was wondering If you'd ever actually seen it. It's a film called Wake in Fright No And it's uh, It was the first time I ever discovered this film It was introduced as being uh, Robert Mitchum And Nick Cave's Favourite film Mm. And it's a, it's a lost Australian classic. It was made in 1971, and the, 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 it stars Donald Pleasance. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's it's kind of an Australian heart of darkness, where this teacher in the outback he's trying to get back to Sydney for his for the Christmas holidays, but he gets stuck in a small town. And uh, sorry about this, everyone. Gambles everything away. Steve's <laughs> telling the plot of the film. Can you believe it's, that? That's actually happened. <laughs> so this, is, this is how obsessive my love for it is. Okay, well we'll, we'll get the brilliant gist of, of it. It's a brilliant film. It's a, a, and so I, it's not very often screened. I'm and I it showed, showed it to my brother. I'm not. And it's such a it scary thing. But that, that act of When something you really love in, in the nerdy, overly passionate way I've just displayed. Yes. Uh, and then when you share it with people close to you. Well, that's like. such a terrifying thing. I
2: don't like doing it.
1: When I got off the train uh, yesterday from Edinburgh, I went straight to fop. You know, oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Fox. It's a very fine shop, and uh, and I bought the box set of uh, Margaret Rutherford as Miss Marple film <laughs>
2: Excellent. Mm.
1: And uh, I said to Kathy, "You must watch this; you'll really love them." But of course, I'll be tense in case she doesn't.
2: Oh, I don't like it. I recommended Mister Saturday Night to Russell Kane because you referenced it, and it reminded me. of Yes. It. I said, "Haven't you seen it?" The and then he Crystal said, "Oh, I've got that movie." And I said, "What did you think of it?" He never replied.
1: Oh. oh. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. But I'm intrigued if the readers if the, the, the readers Do you know anything? this, Dave? I did a thing at the, at the British Film Institute where they, I picked a film that had a big influence on my life and it was actually screened. I, I was oh. in the audience. Oh. This, is, this is before we'd met. And I, that, I, that's I the it. ultimate expression of this thing because I thought people start walking out, then you read. Really <laughs> if they don't like your film or your book you recommend, you've failed. They, what they don't like is you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, isn't it?
1: Because you're saying this is at the core of what I like. But you, you, you showed Lenny. If I, did. So. I I was that's long before we'd ever met. I, I sat in the audience. Oh, and that Lenny Henry it was, film. I love that. Oh, what, a, what a fabulous coincidence <laughs> that was. Uh? That was like when all those bands in Manchester went to the Sex Pistols and then all became, you know, that game. Yeah, yeah. They're... Okay.
0: Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: So let me tell you more about this film. I, hope, oh. I don't think I've gone into enough detail. <laughs> so okay. then he goes.
2: He's becoming a bit of a film bore.
1: Perhaps in a in a in a desperate craving for interactivity, we could say to our readers: Is there anything that you've liked yeah. a book or a film or or a piece of music you've shared with a friend or loved one, and they've they've not gone for it? It's a terrible. You know, I used to do this thing. I've confessed to this previously that I am um, I any. Um, Woman who I got involved with, who I thought maybe this could go oh, I somewhere. know
2: this not because I've been involved with you I no hope of course
1: glad. um i um and I'm sure you would have passed the test, but I used to test them secretly <laughs> by playing um that dance sequence that um Laurel and Hardy do. Um, in I think it's in Way Out West when they dance in the street to, to Commencing Dancing, mm. boom, 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 boom. Commencing Dance, and I just always saw it's the it it is the very core of what's funny about human beings. Yeah, and if I showed it to someone and they they didn't it didn't register much, then I knew we could never um, fall in love. Well, that's that's exactly it. I think everyone's got these key things where yeah. and it's such a scary one because you can meet someone you think's amazing and if they failed to like that. The first time my wife admitted to me that she thought blur would only average... That that might be, this would be a good text in reasons for dumping people. I want, I want to dump one so- someone because they, re- rego- they referred to fever pitch as a novel.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't like that.
1: That was enough for me.
2: I got a text saying you're an angle instead of angel. Oh, dear. Oh, oh,
1: but that could have been... Um... I don't care. Oh, OK. <laughs> I
2: won't take any prisoners. What
1: you actually dumped there was predictive <laughs> I remember reading Sean Hughes once dumped someone because she liked TFI Friday. <laughs> 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 well, depends which series, right? Really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, um, I.
1: Oh, sorry. I just kind of. I think I have pulled something in my stomach.
2: Oh dear. I'm embarrassed because I like. I quite like some quite bad '80s music. Now, not only does it date me, but it means that you can't put it on shuffle. There might be. There's a. There's a Heaven Seventeen in there. <laughs> but it's do you like and a Blow Monkeys? But are these deal breakers
1: if they don't like them? Uh, and do you mean like, or do you mean guilty pleasure irony? Bit of a nod. No, nudge.
2: I don't mean irony. I would Good. listen to it genuinely on my own. Good. That, that means it's not ironic. Because
1: I'm I'm losing patience with that sort of guilty pleasure idea that people I don't really like it, but I'm sort of I'm enjoying it. To. No, if, if you don't like it, don't like it. That's
2: yeah. fair enough. Right?
1: Ghostbusters, I genuinely like as a piece. Yeah, of Yeah, that's music. brilliant. It was the way people would defend like the darkness, and that was the thing where. You can either like the darkness or not, but there were people who clearly hated it, but saw which way the wind was I was always frightened. Frightened, See,
2: Frank, you turned me on (laughs) to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes. And that was quite moving. I didn't actually find... And that wasn't ironic. I learnt a lot from Dog. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, that was ironic. You see. <laughs> You've lapsed into it. I, Sorry that, to go trouble.
2: ironic.
1: I saw Tim Key, comedian Tim Key, the other day, and he had a green leather jacket on, and I, I sort of the seventies cut. And I said, yeah. "You're not. You're wearing that ironically, aren't you?" And he said, "What about yeah, your? suit
2: producer you should see her face." Back. And he said,
1: uh, "What about your suit and tie?" And I said, "Yeah, actually, <laughs> we've, oh god, we both dressed slightly ironically." Oh, Has it come to this? <laughs>
0: absolute, absolute. Absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute
1: Radio.
2: Where were we? Well, we've had quite a few texts and emails. Good. Yeah. They've been writing in about two subjects, which are kind of connected... They've been writing in about um, why you would dump someone.
1: Yes, I'm very interested in reasons for dumping, obscure reasons,
2: and also things that they like that would be a deal breaker if someone didn't like it. Yes. For example, Ryan has tweeted, "Well, if they don't like Star Wars or at least attempted to watch it, then there wouldn't be a relationship."
1: I think that's something noble about that, though. Yeah. Mm. You just think I can't. I, I need to share. Well, producer Daisy was just saying, "Her, she nearly ended it with her fella because he refuses to watch the wire." It was very nearly the end oh, of the race. Those days have never happened. I, I will not watch any of those American serials.
2: I oh, know you won't. Sticking
1: uh, with Merlin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just you. Mm-hmm. Um, Fee says uh, she dumped someone who texted that they missed me, spelled M-I-S-T, <laughs> rather than missed me. <laughs> Fee! Needy and an inability to spell. Unacceptable. <laughs> See,
1: That's street. great.
2: And I like it.
1: Yeah. Well, we've had a text from Lee who, who says... Uh, Fee-, uh, Fee Lee? This Fee- <laughs> all from one Chinese person. <laughs> we need, we need, just need someone called Touchy. Yeah. Touchy Fee Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Lee says, A friend of mine dumped a long-term girlfriend because she had the cheek to flush the toilet in his flat. This was because he was on a water meter and he was extremely careful with his money. This this is like my theory about only flush at the end of the day before you go to bed. Mm. And then you only... you, You know, to save the planet... And uh, you, you take it all in one hit <laughs>
2: Come on, <laughs> dump someone Because of that Did you not say dump okay. Immediately after that <laughs> uh,
1: No, uh, yeah, 536 said He split up with his girlfriend After an England squad was announced And she uh, referred to Tony Adams As a shower of manure uh, It okay. still winds he's him up now You've taken the alliteration I, out you, of yeah, that Yes, so I, I have Good man I've, I've, made fair, it, I've made it acceptable be fair,
2: referring to chapter 7 In his autobiography Addicted I suspect <laughs> oh, okay. Which I've read And it's one of my favourites um, but as
1: I say, the brilliant thing about Addictive, it's a, it's a powerful, got-wrenching yeah, story it's of, of, of heavy drinking and in the life of a professional sportsman. And then the last chapter is uh, my all-time great 11. <laughs> 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 what about
2: this, Frank, 990? At university, I showed a matter of life and death to a flatmate. Oh,
1: David Niven. Mm-hmm.
2: I kept talking and saying, isn't it great? I ruined the film for him. End of friendship.
1: Whoa. That's a big one. That's pretty strict. Mm. I find someone saying, isn't this great, really helps.
2: (laughs) 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 So it's hot. It's got hot in here. (laughs) We've had a good text about someone, well, it did not say they dumped them but this was something they found unattractive. My ex cried when she couldn't play video games. She was very competitive. <laughs> I found it a bit overwhelming. That's from Nile.
1: he's <laughs> with that. It sounds... Yeah, he might have stopped with her for other reasons. But yeah. that was It's a fact We've had a tweet from Andy Sanders who said that he told an ex when they got together that she absolutely was not allowed to play her Michael Jackson collection on his stereo. <laughs> <laughs> so he said... And they stayed together, but he set the ground rules early. Yeah, that's probably... I... I me and... Kath, my girlfriend, we had um, quite a big... I think we might have actually split temporarily because she didn't know who George Galloway was. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what can cause um, a thing like that. It just made me think, oh, well... I once, I once dumped a girl because we were at the theatre and she shouted out bravo at the end. Oh, yeah. And that was that's a bit where you just know, well, this is, we are we are not meant to be a in this life. A friend of
2: mine had a woman saying, I'm off to spend a penny, and I don't think he was there when she came back.
1: <laughs> well, a friend of mine dumped a boyfriend um, because when he got into bed with her, he used to do that. You know, you hold your hands together and do that dive, like people dive into a... Uh, so he used to do that diving, uh, that comedy diving. Wow. In,
2: Yeah. What about Elizabeth, Frank? (laughs) Hi, Frank. I can remember dumping someone in the 80s. We were teenagers and he was a school hunk, but thick as, let's say, two planks. (laughs) Anyway, he came over to see me in the rain. His bright red espadrilles got wet, so my mum insisted he dried them on our solid fuel boiler. (laughs) After an hour, the rubber soles curled up and it put me right off. (laughs)
0: Really? <laughs> Ever since then... Oh, it's
2: I've all been a... a bit Arabian <laughs> Nights. <nice. laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, I've had a thing about shoes. They've got to be right. Plus, I got my mate to dump him, which wasn't very nice. Lots of love, Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I, I know. Like, you know,
1: Elizabeth's on to something about shoes. I think if you see someone... I like a in Turkish in... slipper. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm happy with a Turkish cause... slipper, don't get me wrong. Um, but... Uh, sometimes if you meet someone and you look at their shoes and they just look like they might have got them on prescription <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it, I do I think I might may, maybe judge people in general Well in you know what a deal breaker for me
2: is I think I might have told you this is just any men any of my suitors out there if you're listening I won't I can't abide uh, a caramel you know this Frank a caramel loafer with a square toe oh <laughs> the,
1: yeah the sort of
2: Richard Hammond ones yeah uh, what do you
1: feel about a man with no socks in with a with a
2: Oh, I'd be very happy with that.
1: Yeah, with those yeah. what are they called? Those ones that are like moccasins.
2: Oh, what with a loafer?
1: Loafers, yeah. yeah. You, oh, I'm all right. happy
2: with that. Oh, okay. Man United mid 90s. Paul Weller
1: style, capsule style. Yeah.
2: Well, I as think long as it, they're immaculate, like you. It's
1: more once again. It's the uh, the older man in the Emmanuel films. <laughs> <to> you Emmanuel, <laughs> love is like a fabulous flower when it opens. Yeah, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. a deal breaker. Though, not liking Emmanuel. Yeah, no, I never tried that one, I must say.
2: <laughs> what else? Well, I tell you, we haven't discussed uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben because Affleck as
1: Batman. he's
2: the new Batman. What did you well, think
1: Well, he, he's the new Batman in the Superman franchise. Well, yeah, yeah what does yeah. it all mean? Well, it means that they can—they don't have to have the same Batman in the Batman films as they have in the Superman films. Oh, in case films. he doesn't it's work com- out. I mean, it never quite worked in the comics when... Um, when they were in the Justice League of America, yeah. there's like Batman, <laughs> and there's Superman, and, and, the, and, and all these people with proper uh, amazing powers, and then there's like a sort of a hard acrobatic millionaire with good technical backup. No. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not And in one of the comics, I think quite recently, the, the Green Hornet, and not the Green Hornet, the Green Lantern turns on Batman and says, uh, I, I don't really know why you're here. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the question that no one had ever dared to ask oh, in the Justice it's, League. Tell you what it that, is, is address you, the bat in the room. It's, <laughs> it's, yes, the, it's exactly. the
2: inconvenient truth, and I don't like that in a comic.
1: Yes, it's... Uh, 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 of course, you know, I, I I haven't told Steve about my strange um, history with uh, Batman. I might tell you that afterwards. Oh, brilliant. Talk, can we
2: also talk about the hair? Because if it's making me tense, it's making you tense. What yeah. hair? <laughs> They're laugh Oh, I thought oh. him and Steve's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Now, that did make me tense. It, it, it is disappearing at a rate of not <laughs> oh, I oh anyone God, can see yeah. on the webcam. That made me tense in the, in the biggest <laughs> way. The
0: Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio.
1: So you were about to tell us. Well, to tell you actually, specifically, when I was uh, a kid, my um, I used to hang around with my, my cousin, my cousin David, a lot. Yeah. He was a little bit littler than me. I, I, I think I might have been slightly older, anyway, he was shorter than me. So my mum made me a Batman outfit, and his mum made him a Robin outfit.
2: I find this one of the most poignant tales ever. Yeah. Expressing.
1: And so we we you know we we went around um, writing wrong. Um, in Oldbury, in the West <laughs> Midlands, uh, for about two weeks. Me saying stuff like, "Come, Robin, let's uh, let's take a look in Barford Park to see if uh, oh, to see if Mad Allen is oh, on the bunny Hill
2: on his wellies. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> but we got
1: a bit fed up of it, um, to be honest.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, no, we love the outfits, but we got a bit fed up of the acting. So what we started doing was just hanging around um, with the other kids. But as Batman and Robin, as I said to Emily, it was a sort of off-duty. Fantastic. (laughs) And, of course, you never see in the comics Batman and Robin off-duty because when they're off-duty they get changed into uh, their uh, Dick and uh, Bruce outfits. Exactly. So we would literally be like sitting on the swings in the park as Batman and Robin. (laughs) We used to play football as Batman (laughs) and Robin, sometimes on opposite sides, which unnerved me. I would say I'm probably the only example. An incident in Langley Park... Is the only time there was ever a free kick given for cloak pulling? <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. It we was just Batman and Robin all the time. It was uh... that's fantastic. Do you, do you, there's a, a brilliant stand-up comedian called Seymour Mace, okay. uh, and he had a, oh, an glad Edinburgh you said show. Mace. <laughs> his, his Edinburgh show a few years ago was autobiographical about how he'd been obsessed with Batman, and so as a special treat, his mum made him a Robin outfit but he didn't have a Batman to hang out with. Oh no. So it was about how it used to wander the streets. I think Newcastle, I think he grew up in. Uh, he'd wander the streets of Newcastle and people would shout at him, where's Batman? Of course they would. <laughs> of course they would. That, what a nightmare. I found. To, I to think the reason we stopped doing it, mm. maybe I imagine this, but I find that we'd approach a group of kids and the conversation would slightly stop. Like they might be talking about something illegal. <laughs> they didn't want to discuss it in front oh, of Batman. As <laughs> figures. Because you I was, I took. <laughs> very serious because we're only about like I don't know 10. Aww. So, um, a kid said he to me, pants over A his kid team. said to me that was a funny thing that happened in the park. On uh, I said I wasn't in the park on Saturday. What are you talking about? So, I'm trying to keep up my secret identity. <laughs> 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 oh, pathetic. what about
2: Ben Affleck? Frank? I
1: think well, it, it, we're gonna have to play some music. Uh,
2: uh,
1: can't, uh, ben Affleck, not need follow to talk
2: that. about his hair, okay? <laughs> it arrived separately. To him. (laughs) (laughs) This
0: is Frank Skinner, Absolute
2: Radio. We've had some texts in. Reasons for dumping people.
1: I'm I'm excited about this. (laughs) Okay, nine three three.
2: My friend took her boyfriend home to meet her parents, and he looked at a picture of Einstein on the wall and said, "So is that your granddad?" (laughs) They didn't last for long (laughs) after that.
1: that, That's fair (laughs) enough. He had to go. Uh, is that the sort of thing they try and pull off as a joke once they realise their mistake? <laughs> the they're only, a, yeah, the yeah they style can, it out. The only way I can forgive him is if that text is signed Karen Einstein.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 006. Hi, Frank. I had to dump a boyfriend because he always had little crusty pieces of food in the corners of his mouth. Mm. Oh, I don't like that, That's.
1: I, I mean, that sure makes less. it sound like she was dating someone with a massive beard, I'm going to guess. That's a... Yeah, it's a very significant mm, tough. Not better. necessarily. Even worse, if there was no beard, oh. they were only secured by saliva. And, uh, maybe
2: he had the beard. And
1: mouth snow. You know that, ma- you, know that oh, mouth snow, you mouth snow you snow. The worst mouth snow is when it, 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 it gets no, so confident, it strays out the corners of the mouth. I
2: can't bear that. And
1: builds that, that cord down the centre <laughs> of the mouth.
2: I am, um, yeah, I don't like that at all. And oh, maybe yeah. had the what beer. happened to
1: Supply Teacher? <laughs> <laughs> Fred in Fulham has said that he seriously questioned his marriage to his wife uh, when she turned off This Is Spinal Tap after 20 minutes. Well, that's why me and Fred from Fulham could never get on, because I always thought, I saw that, lots of people said to me, mm. oh, man, you've got to go and see this film, and I, and I saw it, and it, I didn't even, it, if I'd have hated it, I thought they could have forgiven me. I mm. thought it was all right.
2: Oh, spinal no. Tap,
1: and now you meet those people who say "Oh, it's like that bit in Spinal Tap." Yeah, and I always say, "Yeah, I saw Spinal Tap; thought it was all right." And <laughs> you can see their faces dismissing me. So that's that's the other end of the uh, yeah the equation,
2: mm.
1: as uh, as Karen's granddad would say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about Mehmet and Paul? I wasn't ever bothered with superheroes at school, but me and my mates Mehmet and Paul would play Lassie's Rescue Rangers.
1: I don't remember <laughs> Lassie's Rescue Rangers. It must have
2: been connected with Lassie, I'm assuming. Uh, um, yeah, Maybe yeah. not as famous. We Unless even went to a fancy a... dress party as the team. Mehmet was Lassie, uh, Paul was a raccoon, and I was Ranger Ben. That
1: would be fantastic <laughs> if Lassie started being treated as a superhero. <laughs> so she just, she crops up in the Avengers. Um, good use of she. A lot of people would have said he then, respect. Um, I I don't remember, um, what was it called, Lassie's Power Rangers?
2: Oh, you're getting mixed <laughs> with the White Power Ranger who was a minor celebrity back in the 90s oh okay I never dated him
1: the White Power uh, Ranger That's no, that became incredibly this. offensive that, yeah, that became
2: a thing you
1: remember it was South African <laughs> blood
2: <laughs> that became a thing it was like who's turning up to the party we got Sonia White Power Ranger can you go to the right. end? Uh, it's so, like when
1: you went to the Panto which gladiator will we get Yeah.
2: you always wanted Jet Frank um, oh, you
1: speak for yourself <laughs> I always wanted Hunter And you know why I always wanted Hunter, do you? Why? So I could write a note, leave (laughs) it in his dressing room, with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the old ones. Absolute, Absolute
0: Absolute Radio.
1: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Okay, this is the Frank Skinner (laughs) on Absolute Radio. (laughs) That, um, yes. I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hoyt. We've been, uh, people have been texting about uh, reasons for dumping people. We've had some excellent... Mm, Good. uh, Joanna from Kent says uh, she once dumped someone. Before it really began, he took me to the cinema for our first date. He went to the toilet during the film and returned without closing the cave i.e., fastening his flies. Oh, well, that's. Oh, I mean, that that's wasn't. Okay. That, that doesn't mean that was deliberate. I she that suggested all the time. it was deliberate. No, no, she says she didn't think there was any grot on his mind, but she considered no. it a deal breaker. Oh, dear. Did you think she was, he was going to move the popcorn at the last minute? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's happened to me, and I loved it. Uh, 641. Redumping. I dumped an ex because he kept repeating what I said in a sarcastic voice, e.g., me. Do you have any tomatoes in your fridge? Him. You're a tomato. I think that might have been me. I, dying. <laughs> I did worry it might be you. They are. They might be from the Dudley area.
1: I like the way they say in the text. He was twenty-seven. Yeah. He sounds all right. To
2: me. <laughs> I knew. Okay. You'd like but him.
1: that's great because when she went, "You're dumped," he'd go, "No, you're dumped." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
2: Frank, can we read some emails from our listeners? Well, shall we
1: go to uh, email corner? I've got, I've got a bit bored with the email Shall corner. we come up with a new jingle? I oh, know, it's time for email corner. <laughs> <laughs> lovely.
2: We've had an email in. This is from Kirsty. Hi, Frank, Emily, and the very lovely Alan. Sorry about
1: that, It's Steve. fine, it's fine.
2: <laughs> You're lovely as well. I was sitting at work trying to avoid said work and happened to notice online that Sony have stopped sponsoring the Sony Radio Awards. Apparently, they haven't told anyone why, and I can only presume they're taking a stand at you not winning this year. Hopefully, the people running the awards will take note of this and correct their obvious mistake in the 2013 awards list.
1: Well, there are many factors here. (laughs) Mm. First of all, you'd have to change the judges, not the (laughs) the sponsor. (laughs) Uh, don't hate the player, I hate the game Yeah, uh, and also, when I, when we went to the OC the other night Because he won two, which Sonies did he win? I think he won Best Supporting Actor He
2: picked up a truckload this year Best Supporting Actor
1: And um, Best, I yeah. think uh, I think Emily was nominated for um, Continuing Drama <laughs> 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 No, whatever it was what, what, what was it? Best Best, End. Best Best Presenter, was it? Oh, um, lovely And I said he'll be that in perpetuity now because yeah. there'll never be another Sony. so he will own, hold the Sony Award forever. <laughs> uh, I think he won two. He gets he? to keep it like it's the Zenith Data Systems. Yeah, he, he's the, the sort et- of the eternal flame. He is Sony's answer to the eternal flame. What a mm. lovely thought! So, and uh, I could see he was quite pleased. He'll always be the Sony Fantastic. holder. They
2: should have a little flame outside. Some of those sports <laughs> presenters can use it to light their fags.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'd happily have a flame at the um, <laughs> the judges' meeting. In <laughs> fact, why stop at a flame? Let's have a house fire. So, so if they're now, Frank. if they if they're no, there's no sponsor now. So I I'm see a gap in the market. It. Yeah, I think we, if we sponsor it, should
2: we sponsor it? I'm doing all right radi- now. Can, radio, I'm radio, actually radio. doing all right now. Just call them the Franks. They're, they're being. They're,
1: they're being. Look what they did last time. though. I mean they they wreaked havoc in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um. But how much? Yeah, I should, I, we should work out how much sponsorship costs. Maybe like start a Kickstarter pledge campaign. See if the readers can. Uh, I, I, you know what? I've washed my hands of the whole affair.
2: Oh, just, we're never going to get one now. I
1: just don't care about it. I'm going to be outside. Do you know, apparently when Natalie Wood got married, she'd been out with James Dean, and he still he still um, carried a torch for us. So when she got married. James Dean sat outside the church on a motorbike, revving it really, really loudly so people couldn't hear the ceremony very you well. you sure
2: that wasn't Dr Fox?
1: <laughs> um, maybe that was Dr Fox at the, uh, the Sony. That's, that's, that's one of the less cool James Dean stories. You hear about him being the king of tragic cool and <laughs> quite a petty man yeah, but, uh, just creating noise havoc lo- outside a church. I love him for that one.
0: The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio, back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank Experience.
1: Radio. On the subject of dumping, uh, Frank Mark Atkinson has tweeted the show to say, uh, I, like Frank, am a big Doctor Who fan. I dumped a girl once because she called Colin Baker a fat clown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> never again. <laughs> he
1: says never again in a very angry way. Yeah. I wonder if that was when he was actually the Doctor or maybe since. He has, he's he's yeah, he has filled out. Yeah, he has filled out. Yeah, it's a bit harsh if it was when he was... I see him do those little
2: interviews sometimes.
1: Well, this was my point with Stephen Moffat: that is, if the modern doctors dressed like the Colin Baker doctor, that the sexual element would just disappear. <laughs> it was a natural contraceptive. The, the sorry, the six doctors' outfit and the seven doctors come to come to mention anyway. Yeah, well, you're, you're safe
2: here; you won't be corrected. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had an email as well from Jackie, staying in email corner. Uh, uh, she said dear Frank and team I'm finally catching up on two months worth of podcasts that I'd stockpiled uh, and she wanted to discuss hypnosis oh yes because you were discussing hypnosis on a previous show we were discussing whether whether it it exists or not we were dubious Frank and I don't believe it she said she went one better and took part in past life regression after seeing Uh. Baldrick not whilst in character use the very same woman uh, during his experience he could taste and smell all sorts of things from his past life does she mean Tony Robinson she do does he? mean Tony Robinson It's oh, yeah. <laughs> famous enough to not only be referred to as Baldrick <laughs> yes. so
2: no but he's got that love joy boon thing going on has he? yeah where they're just known by their character name that's
1: yeah cool. I suppose so yeah. I think of him uh, very much as uh, what's that one where people in bad clothes point at soil Time Team Time, Time Team <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Sorry, I think of him as Made Marion and his Merry Men as well that's I don't think of him that much.
2: <laughs> I think of him as the subject of this email, which I'd quite uh, yes. like to finish. Okay. It's like, like a
1: nice chat th- I've been to his house in Bristol.
2: Oh, was that new wife or old?
1: <laughs> well, it was, it was for the football. OK.
2: Let's
1: <laughs> not dabbling people's personal lives.
2: <laughs> I always so, do.
1: She says that whereas, he had, whereas Mr Robinson had enjoyed the past life regression thoroughly, she fell asleep really quickly. Uh, and then the woman spent an hour asking her questions about what she could see and hear. All she could see and hear was her and her living room. Oh, OK. She said the pressure of performing all got a bit much and she felt inclined to play along. Oh, well, see, this is my theory, mm. where people mm. feel they have to at least pretend that Yeah, this is what she did. She said, she asked me what my name was and I said, Georgia. Then she asked me where I lived and I got so panic-struck, I said, Georgia. <laughs> 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 and then she then apparently the uh, hypnotist... Then she's famous newsreader and she went, Georgia. Uh, Lagaya <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever tried doing a false name or something like that at the last minute yeah. when people say what's your name you think you don't want to give them a name and you, you say John, yeah, John Johnson <laughs> it's, it's really hard to lie at the drop so hard? of a oh. Well on. It's, oh, yeah, sorry, she, said, she says she uh, says that she uh, the the hypnotist meshed, messaged her after afterwards saying what a great candidate she was for past life regression and how easy she was to work with. Oh. Not quite sure who the fool was in this instance. Oh it's a, uh, a good point, Jackie, Georgia, Jackie.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh that's poor Jackie. A bit, there's, usually there's a barn, isn't that? Isn't that one of the things they say? They said there's like a barn and there's like a big there's a door and some rafters <laughs> 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 and high. <laughs> and livestock they, they use it, and often they're a serving wench from the uh, 18th century <laughs>
2: oh they're always a serving wench and, yeah, it's, or, it's and always
1: broadly that, along very stereotypical things that you'd have picked up yeah. they're oh, often
2: Egyptian I find
1: yeah. yeah I um. I don't think I was anything
2: don't you? No, oh, dear, I, I think if you were something I think it was in Birmingham
1: Yeah. But, I'm not
2: being rude but you're so and, Birmingham couldn't be an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I, uh, I took a glass of, uh, Robinson's lemon barley water up to bed with me last night. she get a bit thirsty in the night. Yeah. And I woke up this morning and I thought, I'll have a swig of that. Luckily, I'd put the light on. Oh. Because there was about 12 ants. Oh. Now, where did they come from? We live on the 11th floor. Oh. Um. That's the texting. <laughs> <laughs> um... It, I don't think those. I, um, they wouldn't climb that far,
2: would they? That'll be that. those Maria Sugar Pover sweets he bought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, where did they come from, those creatures? I don't know.
0: Absolute, absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
2: Boys, I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you did. But uh, the Cambridge baby, I like to call him the Cambridge baby, he had his first official photo taken this week... Oh did yes! Did you see it? The family setup. It was Michael Middleton took the photograph.
1: Michael Middleton, <laughs> that's who you are.
2: <laughs> With the two labs, they had a black. They've got a black one and a cream one. Lupo and Tilly.
1: Okay. <coughs> okay. Well, I, yeah. I, now, some people said the photos weren't that good. I they, thought they were. Uh, they looked absolutely they looked like every other yeah. photo. Yeah. Well, it was, it, the, I read it, it was described as technically poor. That was yeah. the way, And I thought that's the first time anything to do with the Middletons <laughs> yeah. or the Wales yeah. has been described as technically poor. Well, I, it, I think there's a thing that photographers know deep down. and Some of my best friends are photographers, but they know deep down <laughs> that anyone can do it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. these days they and can. So,
1: and, and they don't want someone exposing that in the papers. Something I mean, I have to say, it. I take brilliant photographs.
2: No, you don't. I do, I can show <laughs> you. Hey, I've seen them, they're not that good.
1: Fine. Those are the ones of you I have to- <laughs> I have to do that soft focus thing. It's not an accident. <laughs> um, th- honestly, I'm, I'm a natural. Oh, you're, you're, also, you're very photogenic. You're talking to you look- now? Yeah. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> What's going on? You look on? great in
1: it. A- look, you've yeah. got the job. <laughs> is this sexual photo- harassment at work?
2: <laughs> you are quite photogenic, Frank, actually. Well,
1: what I'm saying is I, I'm good at taking photos. And I yes. used to think, well, everybody is. To be fair... When I was on MySpace for about three months <laughs> and oh. I looked at some of people's uh, photos, they can't <laughs> even get the person in the middle. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, s- some people clearly can't. Well, I'd say about 70% of the population could easily operate as professional photographers. I
2: think the problem with him, with MM, is that he, the, the criticism appears to be that he shot into the light and that's rule one of photography apparently is that you don't do that because it, it's a bit ageing on the face... I mean, the trees mm. look lovely.
1: Well, I'd argue with, with William's... As a bald man, that oh, with, no, with William's with hair shooting itself. into the light probably does William a favour, otherwise... Oh, maybe that's why he be did big, it. No, but you don't want bat, being battled if you're thinning now, dear. Because it's that thing you look like a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> if you shot yeah, but, into the light, sure there'd, there'd be no Kate Middleton.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a bit weird when Lord Snowden is your uncle to not yeah. bring him up he'll do mates right? you know well, I
1: was photographed by Lord Lichfield once shut up yeah and um, <laughs> I had to do it was three photos and they were going to be on enormous posters it was a, it was a, a, a testicular cancer campaign yeah so he had to and I thought God the posters they'll be so big they'll be so scrutinised because they're big mm. they'll let it get absolutely perfect and there's three different setups I'm going to be there all day I was there I think 14 minutes wow he sat, good. He he was sat good. with, like, a, like, you know the things that the weather people have, yeah. on the weather readers, when they have, like, a hand set with a button on. And he, he he lined me up, and he was watching it all on a screen, and he'd say, right, Frank, lift your left arm a little better. Oh, uh, Sue, can you just move that? That's it. Okay, Okay, that's that one done. (laughs) Oh. oh, For the three photos, he took four photos. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I didn't get any proof sheets. (laughs) I like him for that. I thought it was a classic, like, leisurely aristocrat. (laughs) Because usually photographers take 500 photos and then you, you know, choose. That's what he did. Yeah. No, but you're Santa. right. It's a
2: you know everyone can do it now. Yeah. Sorry, well, photographers. It's, it's tricky
1: because the, the the Lord Snowden I think took the, offici- the first official photo of William as a baby. Oh yeah, and it's an odd it's an odd photo because William looks cute and, and, and lovely, and Diana looks fabulous, but Prince Charles looks like his own spitting image puppet in <laughs> yes. the photo. So it's yeah. a peculiar. And again, he, maybe he's just done one and gone. That's perfect. Or well, maybe Charles was um, out. And they what use they actually use the spaghetti. Right. Yeah, it's probably at a you know goon show reunion.
2: I think out s- in some grinder way.
1: No. I take a terrible photo. Do you? I'm so pale. I basically cast oh, you a mean prism. Of you? Yeah, of mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I basically cast a prism against all the, well, the front cover of Dark Side of the Moon is actually one of my passport photos.
2: <laughs> I've got a good tip: tongue behind teeth. I've taught it to Frank, haven't I? In photos.
1: Yeah, the trouble is with my teeth, you can still see the tongue <laughs> <laughs> through the gaps. <laughs>
0: Radio. Absolute Radio.
1: I do this thing where anyone who's ever had their photo taken with me, um, like you know this in the street, kind of my yeah. photo taken with you. If I'm smiling and showing my teeth, it mm-hmm. means um, I haven't eaten recently. <laughs> and if I've got my mouth shut, it means I've just eaten and I'm worried that the stuff, stuff in the still in the bars, still trapped in the oh. bars.
2: See, my main priority <clears> is obviously um, that, that I look slim. So, I have a few tricks for this, Frank. Always go for the contrapposto, the Renaissance, like the Michelangelo David pose. Uh, well, hands on hips. Hands on hips with one leg. Oh, yeah, I do that Slackened. instinctively,
1: as my Pope. girlfriend often points out to me.
2: No, hands on hips is a bit slimmer of the year, <laughs> but it does do the trick as well.
1: Yeah. Literally a...
2: one shoulder on. Oh, that always works.
1: Okay. Mm. I'm Gary, right. Bu- I got a um, photograph with Gary Bushel once.
2: <laughs> that was a smart move. I bet you
1: uh, looked awesome. He used to do this, and after you'd done a photo for the son, he'd have one taken with him. And um, he said, laugh out loud, laugh out loud. Did
2: he? So,
1: so I went, ha, 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 And apparently, he said, it looks always looks more real. Like, you're laughing, looks real if you laugh out loud. Oh. and. And so I saw the fans. I said, "You know, it was. I think he might be right. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the false grin, if you go, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it translates onto onto film. as real. I've, I've known other people tips. have have done that. Rob Deering. That's his tip is to laugh. It was Rob Deering's been laughing since the eighties. <laughs> okay. But I, that's the because I thought I thought it was unfair. I thought it looked like, it was a really lovely first photo of of Will's and Kate and the baby. And I like the did. dog the dog with the tongue lolling out. I didn't like the dog's tongue. Why not? It was it was on major pant. You know, essentially, there's two levels of pant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, <what> was <laughs> it was on. <laughs> and it it was all it had all it's, yeah. it's like the wind had taken what, it to one side what, on had, what had happened to... just before that photo was taken gary bushell had said to that dog <laughs> you yeah. look happy really right
2: what now about it, this it terrier dad thing frank so they've established that william there are three types of parent apparently uh, there's terrier lion or penguin apparently william is a terrier dad which means they're very hands on the terrier dad mm. lion is very hands-off. It's basically Home Alone types. That's my parents. I was raised by lions, I think.
1: And what about... um, That sounds good. (laughs) Um, What about the penguins? Penguins
2: share responsibilities. You see, I think you're half penguin, half terrier.
1: Right. I I feel an allegiance. I did tell you about when I fed the penguins we passed, didn't I? I, th- I
2: don't think you have.
1: Yeah, I. Um, it was one of the strangest <laughs> brandishings of celebrity status. <laughs> I was at Cotswold Safari Park and um, they said, would you like to come in and feed the penguins with your son? And I actually, you know, often if you're at an event, the celebrities are, are separated from the rest of the world by the velvet rope.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Or stuff like that. Or, you know, or you get that with the brass stands. and stuff. Yeah, I actually had my own celebrity moat. actually <laughs> 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 a moat between me and the public. I mean,.
2: Did Boz like oh, the penguins? He did.
1: He liked them a bit too much. He was, he was a bit fearless with the penguins because oh. well, we did have a bucket of fish, to be fair to them. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were being uh, taunted. Um, it was great, though. He we went in there. I had Boz in one hand, with the, uh, my arm with the bucket in the hand, and I, I, it was, I was like the sower of the sea. That's brilliant. Yeah, and if you throw it in the water, they all dive in the water. It's uh, everything. <laughs> penguins. <laughs> a little bit of uh, wolf, uh, <laughs> stuff there for the people.
2: Absolute Terrible hair I've got today, Frank. You've been really polite and you haven't said anything, but it does look cowardly lion, doesn't it? <laughs> it is, I, it's, I think it's, it looks
1: lovely. In oh, a non-knights move, non, non-filthy creep way. I'm in between these two. I think it looks like the cowardly lion, but if he's going to quite a big oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's made a bit of an effort. Do
2: you know what? I'll take that. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what I, what I did take as well. Lots of numbers <clears> this week. I was in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did well there. Um, <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, we did a show. I did a show with Russell Kane. Lovely. Went very well. He's my new BFF. Oh. A couple of guests on. Next to you, Frank. Next to you. Obviously. BFF.
1: Best... Big friendly... F- f- fiant. Yeah. Fiant?
2: Um, we had on the show... What is BFF? Best Friend Forever. That's what oh, it. Like, nice. Um, we had... Some celebrities on the show, thankfully, <laughs> well done, Booker. <laughs> we had Lee Nelson, we had Greg Davis. Uh, now you know him of old. I do. So the,
1: the readers will not be aware that I was in a sketch show with Greg Davis called mm. We Are Clang. Yeah, so it's several very, years it's, it's ago. very fine. Check us out on YouTube.
2: No, I know this is quite an obvious th- root one thing to say when you meet Greg, and you know what it's going to refer to. I'm afraid... Yes, th- it, it is the height.
1: Yeah, it is. It's impossible to ignore each other Exactly.
2: Height. We were... There were reduced budget constraints, weren't there, Bob, on this? It's not like here, where we have croissants and things. Um, so it was all boys I, and girls together in the dressing room. No, but okay. that's what Absolute Radio people say about us. Yes. Um... Because so, we should
1: say he's a bit—he's six foot eight. He's six foot eight, six foot foot
2: eight and but, I'm five foot three. But I'll tell you
1: something now. To be fair to him, six foot eight on a lot of people. But me and David Baddiel used have a thing about when um, height becomes stops being impressive and becomes stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Peter Crouch—I'm sure he'd acknowledge this himself. Just look—he's gone too far with the height. <laughs> it doesn't look good. But Greg is so big, big, Yeah, he's got, massive. The, he's got the bulk to... Yeah, he yeah just but you, love you love know what I told him?
2: Because he said he was worried. He said, I think I'm getting a tummy, Emily. I said, you're lucky. That's fine. You're allowed to have that. That's height tax. You have to have something wrong with you if you're that tall. Mm. I think that's fair enough. It's something
1: to lean on yeah, when you're he, talking. He yes, he We sort of, used to say, when we did the sketch show, we used to say, Greg looked like Peter Crouch with mumps.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Nothing
2: prepares you for the size of that man, though. I mean, he I took my shoe off. He held it in his palm like a Monopoly boot. <laughs> He's a 13, Frank, and I'm a 3.
1: Size 13. You did it math. See, size 13, again, it's a prescription job, isn't it? <laughs> it's you a lo- can't just it's go a into a shop thing. and get a size 13. It it's, it's quite like I've never seen discomfort uh, like it. And The first time I, saw, I took a long-haul flight with Greg... A six-foot-eight man, a 20-stone six-foot-eight man trying to get comfy on a long, long plane journey is an exercise in futility. Yeah, I can see. But, you know, it's good for eating people. I
2: felt it was like... (laughs) But when he walked in the presence of the man, it was like working with God. That's honestly what I felt like.
1: Well, when I, um, I've, I mean, I'm a bit taller than you, but I, Quite I bit, find to be fair. it's a, little, it reminds me of when you know when, you when the tennis players start having a bit of a go at the umpire. <laughs> that's what I'm like when I'm talking to, to Greg. He's, we, uh, we, to book, we checked into a hotel. I one. Like want to sit next to him and have a banana. <laughs> <laughs> We went. Some, we checked into a hotel, and me and the other person in our sketch, show me and Merrick, we're uh, smaller men, so we used to get a double room to save save on the, the expenses. <laughs> yeah. And so Greg would get his own room, and uh, we, you would just we... slept on Greg. Probably it's, uh, <laughs> surprisingly comfy. Yeah, it's like a stretch. Top, to him, even <laughs> Tiger Woods could get to sleep on Greg's belly. Yeah, but um, we checked. I'd, in... I'd
2: curl up in a little in a little elbow. <laughs>
1: or you'd be there like a Cumberland sausage, all coiled. <laughs> <laughs> we checked into this hotel about two in the morning. Uh, and the uh, the concierge gave Greg a room that was already allocated to oh. a married couple with their young child <laughs> so at 2 in the morning Greg opens this hotel tu- oh, opens God. the door open- goes into the room turns the light on and th- a man who was about 5'7 quite a small man just the utter terror when you're confronted oh. with this thing when you're confronted with Pete- Paul Well across with a giant potato <laughs> wandering into your hotel <laughs> room It's like a Frankenstein film Imagine yeah
2: cloak, Frank. Oh, Silhouetted that child. Silhouetted in
1: the door. <laughs> but Greg said he was he was more afraid than anything else. The man gave him a key to someone else's room. Yeah, they just... They're I think I've stayed at that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it was a night porter wearing just a suit. <laughs> I had a, a height... When I was about 17, I was absolutely convinced I was going bald. I right. used to have a lot of hair come out in my comb. Mm. And uh, I got... I thought, oh, by the time I'm 20, I'll be I'll be bald, you know, and and I felt that my hair was receding oh. and uh, I remember thinking, is it possible that your forehead, you get so high with the hair forehead that you wouldn't be able to reach your own hair <laughs> <laughs> and it really it was one of those when, you know you start thinking about what there was before the universe began, it's one of those that really mm-hmm. did completely, uh, did my or did my head, so my if, head, you, head if they were really so they'd have to have like a comb in the ceiling yeah, he'd have a comb kind of like it'd be like a car wash. have uh, <laughs> two combs um, set into the door frame. What Imagine are we going to do
2: about Greg Davis' height?
1: <laughs> I think he's stuck with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think he pulls it off very well, though. Okay. Um, it's It's interesting because he's got very thin hips, so so it's all the, the bulk okay. is in the is in the gut. But he's got he's got snake <laughs> hips and very very slender legs. So it's the classic um, snake followed, swallowed a goat. Yeah, yeah.
2: He carries it well. That's what I think we can all safely say. I,
1: I once nearly got him into a fight because the, these two we were flying. This is ten years ago. We were flying in Edinburgh. I should say flying is handing out leaflets. Yeah. yeah. And uh, two very aggressive young, uh, slightly uh, chemically altered young men tried to start a fight with me. Cause they were objecting to my flying style. Right. Uh, and I, and, uh, like an absolute coward, because they just went, do you, you want to fight? Uh, and I said, you don't want to fight me, fight him. Right. And just pointed them to Greg, who's then confronted by these two blokes, in quite a friendly way, going, uh, your mate said you might want to fight us. <laughs> right. And, and uh, did he... And he didn't Greg went, I'm going to have to politely decline, fellas. Oh, OK. Um, Again, he's so charming, he can get his way out of...
2: You see, I feel if anything. I was
1: that big, I'd be fighting people two or three times a day.
2: Yeah, you would, to be fair.
1: Any little minor thing, I'd just smack, I'd just pick up and throw them on the floor. <laughs> um, it's a good job I'm a small, frail man, otherwise I'd be um, extremely violent.
2: Mm. <laughs> Have we got time for so this? So many people up?
1: need it, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So many people need picking up and throwing on the floor.
2: Not we to should, hurt we them. should
1: hire Greg as some kind of superhero justice dispenser. I don't want to hurt. I want to educate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got time for this email from Jamesy. Yes, I think you should read it. Soon. Well, it's on
1: the subject of having mentioned Greg uh, Davison flights. Uh, this person uh, has said, uh, uh, "I'm catching up on some of the older podcasts." While in Moshi, Tanzania, in the shadow of Kilimanjaro, having made a number of flights between the UK and Africa, I have frequently suffered from having the person in front of me reclining their chair at the very first oh. moment they are allowed. Mm. It always results in his knees being pushed up to his chin and general discomfort throughout the whole journey. And he then moves on to speculate whether the regulars on this show would be recliners or non-recliners. Oh, okay. So he thinks that you would be a recliner. He thinks that Emily would be a recliner. Hold on, he thinks I would be a recliner. I never recline.
2: Okay, he, me. He, he
1: thinks that he, he thinks that you would be a recliner.
2: Not in my name. No. And he
1: says that the cockerel is a non-recliner.
2: I suspect he's the only recliner. Yeah, the that's what I, thinking, yeah.
1: I never. I don't never. even recline. Even when I'm on a deck chair, I do the top notch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm upright. Yeah. I don't like reclining. I've, I've been on a flight with a cockerel, and I think he did recline it. I, but he, he asked if it was free first of all.
2: I don't recline because I have a flat bed. But
1: <laughs> no. I just don't. don't want to recline. Um, I, I hate it when it's reclining. Right the Someone. I tell you something else. In a politeness thing as well, I really pay attention. To the safety uh, demonstration. So
2: do I, Frank. So do I. L- the l- l- the l- people who read the
1: paper and stuff, that's rude. <laughs> I d- OK, I draw the line at the supplementary card. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I will do that. Thank you so much for listening this morning. And you know what? If I'm flying off to the Samuel Beckett uh, Festival in Enniskillen, but... If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out!
0: You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.